This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I don't think I need to say anything more. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. Day up, day afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting on the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go going fishing for Bunyan Country. Be the traveler, be the adventurer, and be a trailblazer in Bemidji, Minnesota. Plan your visit to Bemidji today. Enjoy unique lodging, engaging hospitality, and outdoor adventures in a pristine, natural setting. Fish over 400 lakes or explore over 160 miles of bike trails. Then wind down with an award-winning pint from Bemidji Brewing. From hiking to canoeing to golf and live music, there's so much to explore. Plan your adventure at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji, one step further. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, we're checking back in with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service, or should I say Supermodel Jason Durham. He's at a photo shoot today. Yeah, Kev, I'm actually down on Bay Lake near Brainerd, the Aiken area, okay. and we are shooting the catalog for 2024 for Crestliner Boats, and I've been with the company for 20 years now and gotten to go to a lot of these shoots. And it is incredible. I think most people look at the catalogs or they see the photos or videos online, and they don't realize all of the work and all of the behind-the-scenes happenings that go on. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. Driving the boats for these shoots, and I've done this for a, a long time, and every year I think I'm going to die during the shoot <laughs> because you're driving a boat. They tell you, you see that boat lift across the lake? Drive straight towards it, get the bow up, smile, look like you're having a good time, and don't stop until we tell you to stop. And the photo boat, we've had various ones over the years, but I'm looking at this pontoon right now that has a tower built on top of it that comes up. Well, the top of the tower is probably 15 feet tall, and the photographer is positioned right at the top of the tower, and they drive so close to you and at maybe like 50 miles an hour that sometimes the spray from their boat hits the side of your boat. So this is, it's a sketchy deal, and you can't screw up. Otherwise, people get injured. And no, that's never happened, but it's in the back of my mind every single time. <laughs> that would be quite something, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, and we did, we did have one year where an uh, anchor light, a stern light on the boat, did make some contact with the tower, and uh, we were shooting at 15 frames a second so we could see the whole thing unfold. But when you hear metal on metal, you think the worst. Um, but it's, it's an absolute honor to be able to shoot these boats. And I get to see the new ones. I get to see these new models that nobody else has ever seen before, some of the new features that are integrated onto them. And, you know, one of the cool deals is we've got a dealer up in Bemidji, Ray's Marine, mm-hmm. that if you want to check out the Crestliner boats, and especially those new ones that are coming out, Stop in there and see them. They're very knowledgeable, great staff, and uh, great boats. Yeah, in fact, I was at their brand-new place last week. I heard that. I heard you on the radio. You you might not believe this, Kev, 
but I actually listen to you when I'm not talking to you. I, I'm so glad. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. And, of course, uh, I can't believe it was the first time I've ever met Ta- Ted Takasaki. That doesn't make any sense at all. But it was, so that was cool, too. And, uh, yeah, just lots of uh, lots of uh, great stuff there, and they do. I, I saw quite a few Crestliners there, so I'm sure there'll be yeah. any more. And Ted's a great guy. I've known Ted for a very long time, and I tell you what, he's one of the hardest-working people in the industry. You might think of Ted as the person you see giving seminars and on TV and, you know, doing videos and everything, but Ted's also the guy that will stick around and help out after everybody else has left. Yeah. So when we do boat shows down in Minneapolis or, you know, various places throughout the country, and Crestliner and Lund, we, in Minnesota, we have dealers that carry both, uh, both brands. And Ted will stick around and, you know, put boat covers on and tear down the booth when everybody else has gone home. So kudos to him. Yeah, he's a great guy, just like Jason Durham. <laughs> well, thanks, Kev. Um, well, in addition to being a supermodel for Crestliner Boats, uh, what have you been up to lately? Just fishing every single day. Uh, today is my first day off from guiding since, you know, before Memorial Day. And uh, it's kind of nice to, you know, just drive a boat around and not have any pressure to catch fish. But the, the fishing's been great. I've had some incredible people in the boat. And our weather, even though it's a little hot right now, We've really been fortunate. I haven't been chased off the lake by storms. Um, we haven't had super high winds. Yeah. I mean, it's just been it's been it's been an easy summer. How has the fishing been? The fishing's been good, and it's been very consistent. I have seen I saw a change yesterday uh, with some of the hot weather that we had come in. You never know. You never know how these weather patterns are going to affect fish. You could have a multitude of, of different variables that occur. And that affects the fishing. As anglers, we tend to oversimplify things far too often. We go, uh, the fish, the fish, you know, are not in this area where they were yesterday because of the high sun, or they're not here because of the barometer, whatever it is. It could be five different factors that we'll never know about, but we try to make excuses for ourselves. We even do that when we're successful. <laughs> and we say, oh, you know, the fish were in this area because all this bait fish was, you know, Getting pushed by the wind up into that area. Bait fish doesn't get pushed by the wind. If that was the case, all of the bait fish would be at the end of a river, right? <laughs> so yeah. there are factors that, that make uh, a windblown area desirable, um, but it's definitely not the, it's not blowing all the minnows from the entire lake into that, you know, corner or shoreline. Right. Okay. Well, what have you seen? Uh, is there anything as far as the bike goes this year that has surprised you, or has it been pretty standard, pretty predictable, pretty normal Minnesota fish bite? You know, I'd like to say that it's pretty normal in terms of, you know, considering how late our ice went off of the lake, and everybody said, "Oh, we're so far behind." Well, then all of a sudden we got this warm weather. It warmed up the weather too, or the water really too fast, um, but. You know, things have leveled out. People want to compare from year to year. Oh, well, we come up this week every year, and usually the water temperature is this, but this year it's four degrees warmer. Even water temperature, you're only measuring the surface temperature. It, it can vary so much below the surface. Um, it, it, it has a huge influence, all right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of comparing from year to year, I mean, I'm seeing some of these seasonal patterns that we're a little bit ahead on. 
Um, certain times where, like the walleyes, for instance, move up uh, right on the weed line and are feeding heavily on these uh, small perch, juvenile perch. And, um, you know, maybe we're a week early. I, I don't compare it like that. I go day to day. And the bite has been good day to day. The bite's been consistent day to day. Anglers are catching really nice walleyes around here in the Park Rapids area. Of course, of course, we're getting a lot of bass. And those save a lot of days because if you have kids in the boat, if you have an experienced anglers in the boat, even if you have an experienced angler, an expert, they like to get bends in the rod. And so every time you get a bite, it's special. I don't care what anybody says. A bend in the rod is good. And so those bass keep us busy down here. The smallmouth bass, they've been, the bigger fish have started to become active. They're done spawning now and recovered. And same with the largemouth. We're starting to see some of those big females starting to bite. The northern pike. Man, the northern pike mm-hmm. have been a good time. Some big fish being caught. And, man, I, I don't care if you go out and say, we are walleye fishing today. If you catch a giant northern, everybody remembers that. Oh, yeah. You don't forget that fish. You forget 17- and 18-inch walleyes. You put them in the frying pan, and you never think about them again. <laughs> you catch a big northern, you talk about that for the rest of your life. It's so true. So very true. Wow. Well, one of the things that's been going on up here, certainly on Red Lake, uh, Winnie this year, I think I leached in the cast channel, I'm just hearing reports of just multiple years of really good uh, good year classes, and they're all in that uh, eaters class now for walleyes. What about the Park Rapids area? We, it goes from lake to lake. We see a difference in those different bodies of water, and we have certain lakes that, yeah, we have really strong year classes of those 17-, 18-inch fish. But I always tell anglers, man, if you want to catch a trophy, this area is just ripe for it. We, we get some monster fish. A friend of mine, a fellow guide, um, had two 30-inchers in the boat the other day. Well, man, a 30-inch fish, there's a lot of people that will never catch one that right. day. So to be able to produce that caliber of walleyes is really a unique uh, property of the, the Park Rapids area. But then we're seeing some of those really small juvenile fish, too, which are really important for those future years. So, I mean, the walleyes are looking great. Kudos to our fisheries for their efforts and in their stocking, and ensuring that anglers get bites when they go out there to catch walleyes. Yeah, wow. Well, if, if we're out fishing walleyes, what should we bring with us these days? What's, what's the hot bite? Here's the lovely thing, is that we're in the period now where you don't have to get those shiner minnows, those spot tail shiners that everybody relies upon so heavily in the spring. You can use leeches and night crawlers, and you can put them out there in a variety of different ways. I mean, one way that we fish a lot on guide trips is doing a simple live bait rig. And the reason we do that is it's simple, it's effective, and people catch fish doing it. You don't have to be ultra-technical to succeed with it, but you can go out and use artificials right now and do really well. If you want to do you know, a hard glide bait and fish jigging wraps or clam tikka minnows, um, you can catch a lot of walleyes doing that. Obviously, slip bobbers, <laughs> the, the new rage. The new old rage, yeah. uh, slip bobbers definitely are always effective. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to troll crankbaits, you can go out and troll crankbaits. Pick your strong suit and go and do that, or you can do something that you don't usually do. Pick a technique that you're not well versed in. 
watch some YouTube videos on it, get some information on it, and go out and try it. And chances are, you're probably going to be successful doing it. So, so, so much more to cover with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. Don't deprive yourself of the brilliance that's to come. I'm Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and I make to help Kev Jackson sound like he has a clue. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service, my guest today, spends a lot of time in the Park Rapids area waters. And Jason, we're having a great time catching pretty much every kind of fish. Even the muskies seem hot right now. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you like to fish for, they're going right now. It's typical June. Which I love, because when I take clients out, it's not, hey, we want to go out and catch this, we want to go out and catch northerns, we want to go out and catch bass, we want to go out and catch walleyes. It's, it doesn't matter what you want to catch. You're going to catch everything. And right now, those weeds, uh, especially the deeper water weeds, and it's all dependent on water clarity. If, and people need to understand that, that weeds will grow because of light penetration. So the clearer the body of water, the deeper that light can penetrate and make those plants grow, the deeper you're going to have that weed line, the point where they stop growing. And we're seeing all species of fish gravitating out to those weed lines now because you have that new growth. There's a lot of activity out there with bait fish. And so those predator fish are moving in too. I mean, even sunfish, you're having sunfish that have finished spawning and they're out on those deeper weed lines. The challenge with them is if you're choosing to use night crawlers, oh my gosh, be ready to go through a lot of them. But I was always told as a kid, you know, if you want to catch a walleye on a night crawler, you got to have the whole crawler. You don't want it to spin. You want it to, to move really slow and let it writhe around. It has to be alive. That's definitely not the case. You can catch walleyes with a half of a crawler, with a third of a crawler. Uh, put them on your hook and curve them around the bend of the hook. Let them spin in the water, and, and they're going to eat it. But you're going to have to put up with some of those sunfish. So one tip I'd give you is just go with a little bit larger hook instead of using a number six go up to a number four. You can even go to a number two. And if you have that, that hook covered by the worm, you're still going to catch those walleyes, uh, but you're going to be able to get the hook out of the sunfish a lot easier because they can't get it way down in their throat. Okay. Um, I know that Hubbard County has done a tremendous job with AIS. Um, is that still, you guys still in good shape over there? Absolutely. I mean, I run into water and uh, watercraft inspectors every day, and I was really excited. I was coming off of Long Lake the other day, and we had a mobile washdown unit there. And Long Lake is one that has has been infested with zebra mussels. They found them near the axis. They feel like they caught it early and treated it chemically, but we really don't know. And we, because of that, we want to make sure that all boats coming out of there are ultra, ultra clean going into these other lakes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I don't know exactly how often it is once a week. They might have said or even more than that. 
that they're having a mobile washdown station. You have the option to do it there. Why wouldn't you? Okay, Kev, you can take your boat to a car wash and spend $25 on manually washing your boat, or you can have it sprayed down, disinfected, for free. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? I'd take advantage of that. Absolutely. I wish I wish they did that for my truck. Maybe <laughs> there's some AIS on there. You better spray it down. Take advantage of those people that are trying to help you out and help our lakes out. And every day when I go and talk to the AIS inspectors, I ask them every single day, have you run into any jerks? And every one of them has a story hmm. about somebody who was mad because they you know, didn't bring extra water to put their minnows in when they were done or they didn't have water to change their leach water, or that the, the watercraft inspector touched their boat. Come on, people. They're trying to protect our lakes. If you want to use them, help them out. Yeah. Yes. Do the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly, you know, have seen many changes on some of our lakes. You know, Bemidji, as clear as it was to begin with, it's clearer than ever. Cast, the same thing. It's affected things. It's certainly affected Winnie uh, as far as where the fish are and how to find them. And uh, it it has made your approach different. I mean, one of the things I heard so much on both the Leech Lake Tournament and the uh, uh, Knights of Columbus Tournament was how often anglers are now using bobbers because they can cast it far away and, and, you know, not scare the fish because the water's so clear. Exactly. You know, the constant boat traffic, boat movement can definitely alert those fish. But I want to present a different concept to you as well. Okay. Not that flip bobbers aren't effective and staying away from the fish is a good idea, but when you're fishing along and you see something in the water, you see a log, you see a swim raft, you always cast at it because that's great structure for the fish. Even though like a swim raft has been put there by a human being, it's man-made structure, and it does become that for the fish. When you sit in place in your boat, if you sit there long enough, your boat becomes man-made structure, and you'll actually have fish that gravitate towards it. You see this with sunfish a lot where they'll come and they'll use the boat, whether it's for shade, curiosity, whatever it is, uh, they sit under your boat. Well, that's the start of the food chain. And active fish breed active fish. So those fish start to, you know, start biting your worms or your leeches or whatever you're dropping overboard, and pretty soon those big predator fish move in too. So there are a lot of times that we fish in place. You don't have to keep moving all the time. Sometimes it's better to stop on those spot-on-the-spot locations and just sit there for a while. Think about this. We do it ice fishing all the time. We drill holes and we put our fish houses down, and we're there for a day, a week, a month. And you can do the same thing open water fishing. Take that same concept of ice fishing. You can do it straight up and down, and you can be successful doing it. Okay. That sounds that, that sounds pretty cool. I you know I never thought of that. Your fish, your your boat is structure. Absolutely. <laughs> the one the one thing that I try to limit when I'm sitting this play, in place is uh, large movements with the, the trolling motor, meaning uh, you know powerful thrusts with it, because you are creating artificial current with that. And of course, the shallower the water, the more imperative that is. But when you start getting out into deeper water, which we're going to see more and more as the year goes on then that becomes less imperative. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we all want new toys, and, and usually we talk about <laughs> electronics, uh, which we could talk about every week because something new comes out. But what, what else is out there that you like now? Oh, man. 
Should I make a list, Kev? Yeah. I, I should make it. We should make a Fish and Paul Bunyan Country wish list, and you should have all of these anglers, your, your league of anglers. They should all come up with ideas uh, to put on that list so people can buy their angling significant other something nice for the holidays. But I'm going to give you a really simple tool. Actually, I'll give you two of them that I love, and they're not new. This is not new technology, but not everybody knows about them or how well they work. And the first is simply a baker hookout. Okay, now this is that thing that you see in the accessory aisle in the tackle shop that looks kind of like a gun shape, and you pull the trigger on it, and the end of it is like a little alligator mouth. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is one of the that is the that is the best hook remover when you have a deep hook fish. I don't like hemostats a lot because a lot of times you can't put enough pressure on it on the tip of that hemostat to hold on to the hook. Um, but that Baker hookout, there's a couple techniques you can use, and you can get those hooks out without damaging the fish at all, and they can be released successfully. The other one is made by Cold Snap Outdoors, and it's called a toothpick. And you've probably seen these hanging from the jackets of ice anglers. And it's just a little stick that has a forked end. And if you get a hook really deep into a panfish, um, it'll actually kind of click into the end of that, that toothpick. And you can get a very small hook out. Well, as we were talking about night crawlers and fishing for walleyes with night crawlers and getting all these panfish hooked deep, that toothpick works out so, so well. It's not just a winter device. It's for open water as well. Everybody should have one of those in their boat. And it's cheap. Each of those items, the Baker Hookout's like $7. And if you look at tools for angling right now, $7 is absolutely nothing to spend in that toothpick. You know, probably about the same price. So there you got less than 15 bucks invested, two great tools that you're going to use every single day. Nice. Jason Durham is the man, and we'll wrap it up with him next. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nissel Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Wrapping it up with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. Hey, you were talking about, before we got on the air, uh, a fun time you had with a, a Bemidji area family out on the water. Oh, it was so much fun. So I got called by a family that uh, they were camping in Itasca State Park, and they said, our son is turning eight years old. It's his birthday. And for his birthday, he really wants to go fishing. So we met up at Lake George, and about halfway between uh, Park Rapids and Bemidji, and we went out, and I, I asked the kids. There were four kids and two adults on board. The, the oldest child was nine years old, and the youngest was three. And I know a lot of people, when they hear three-year-old in the boat, they think, boy, that must be challenging. Hmm. It's really not. It's really not, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Okay. But 
I asked the family, what's the biggest fish that you've ever caught? Because firsts and personal bests are always memorable. And they said, none of us have ever caught a fish. This was like the greatest day ever. Because as I, I baited up that eight-year-old's uh, hook, and he dropped it overboard. I turned to start baiting up other hooks, and he immediately caught a sunfish. Not a big sunfish. But when he raised that up, it was like we won the World Series. The entire boat was cheering and screaming. This was the first fish the family had ever caught. Think about what an absolute gift that was to me to be able to share that experience and witness that and be a part of it. It was absolutely incredible. And everybody in the, in the boat that day, they all caught fish. They all caught their first fish. I had six firsts. I had six personal bests. And you know what? Did we catch anything that was huge? No. But it was a day that they will remember forever, and I will too. And the best part about the day, when we got back to the dock and the kids were unloading and everything, the boy's four-year-old sister came up to me and she said, when it's my birthday, I want to take my family out fishing with you too. <laughs> that's like the greatest accolade you could wow. ever get. That's awesome. What a- Birthday's in the boat. Can't yep. go wrong. Yep. Very, very cool. Well, um, do you have time for a fast five before you have to go? Uh, yes. Pose? I've right. been looking for this. I've been mentally preparing for it since the last time that we spoke, Kev. So <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to go. All right. Here we go. Jason Durham, fast five. What's up? Fast five. Question number one. When you need to rock out and crank it up, are we cranking up ACDC or KISS? <laughs> I think... I think on social media, there's probably somebody that has made a uh, made a mix-up. What, what do they call that? Mashup. Mashup. Thank you. This is. I'm showing my age right now, Kev. I don't know all the cool <laughs> words for the cool kids. Uh, there's probably a mashup of ACDC and Kiss mix. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. I'm a cool kid. All right. All right. Question number two, who is your favorite all-time actress? Oh, wow. Favorite all-time actress? Can I sleep on this? <laughs> I, I need to think of, I need to think of actresses. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I got it. Okay. Miss Piggy. <laughs> I always loved the Muppet Show as a kid, and obviously there's somebody else behind her voice and behind her actions. Okay. But she did the same thing. She did. Right? She did the same thing. By the way, Kev, speaking of actresses, I came up to Bemidji last week and went to the Paul Bunyan Playhouse yeah. and saw the play that they're putting on right now. Uh, it was something like uh, the play that goes wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Oh. I would urge anybody to go and see it. It was a great night, a lot of laughs. Uh, definitely go and take it in. Okay. Thanks for the review. I appreciate that. All right, question number three, speaking of plays and, and drama. What is the best Bill Murray movie? Oh, Groundhog Day. I know, I know. Seems like an easy <laughs> one to me, too. Yeah, I mean, people throw out Caddyshack and... Uh, what was the one where they were in the army? Oh, uh, stripes, stripes, yeah, stripes. But you got to go with Groundhog Day, and I choose that for one scene and one scene only, and that's when he's sitting in the restaurant eating all of this food, 
and the waitress drops a plate and somebody says, oh, I'll set that anywhere. He eats this piece of cake and he shoves the whole thing in his mouth at once. <laughs> and they must have cut the scene because he never even chews it. He's just gone and he starts talking again. <laughs> okay. Question number four, speaking of movies. Of the three of them, which is the best grumpy old man? Walter Matthau. Okay. I like Burgess Meredith, but... Oh, yeah. But Walter's yeah. great. I, I, my favorite Walter scene is, uh, I think it's in the second one, when he's getting ready for his date with Sophia Loren, and he's cruising down the streets uh, to the tune of Staying Alive. I love that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I just think uh, there was a guy in my life that reminded me of, of him so much. I oh. mean, so much. They were, they were like, identical. He's <laughs> since passed away. And, and so every time I see that, you know, strikes up this memory. So That's cool. All right, question number five. What is the best candy bar? Is this even a question? Kev, come on. Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cups. And if anybody calls them Reese's, they're wrong. <laughs> they are wrong, but I, I I dispute that. I'm a Snickers guy, but whatever. Yeah, you know what's really good uh, on a Snickers bar? Right. Peanut butter, because that rules everything. <laughs> Any candy bar you like, put peanut butter on it, and it'll be better. All right. Jason Durham speaks. Well, listen, Jason, if people want to get on the boat with you, do some fishing, argue about candy bars and other such things, uh, how can they get that set up? Well, you can always find me on my cell phone, which is area code 218-252-2278. You can find me on social media, Facebook or Instagram, just under Jason Durham or Go Fish Guide Service. Or you can go to my website, which is go-fish-guides. Dot com And people always want to know, you know, I'm on the water so much. Do you have any open dates for the summer yet? I do, and I always do. Uh, everything doesn't fill up until the very last minute, but uh, they do fill up. So if you have a certain date that you want and that you want to get people out, give me a call as soon as possible. All right. And, uh, Jason, uh, thank you for your time today, and uh, good luck with the rest of your supermodeling career this afternoon. <laughs> hey, thanks, Kev. And, uh yeah, Snickers, number two. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, another great week of shows in the books. Join us again next week as we'll load it up with five more great shows. You know we will. Thanks to Jason Durham, despite his imperfect judgment when it comes to candy bars. And thank you for listening. Fish hell, popcorn, yeah, country, I would say that the listeners of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country are the smartest people on earth.